0: Hi, this is Kitty Boynton of Boynton Coaching and Teachers in Transition. Welcome back to episode 74 of Teachers in Transition, the podcast and the YouTube channel. If you've listened to me before, you know that I alternate topics each week. I talk about stress management strategies one week because I'm a certified stress management uh, coach and on alternating weeks, I talk about career transition Strategies because I am also a trained and experienced career transition and job search coach. I specialize in working with burnt out teachers who are ready to make a career change for whatever reason, and I work them, help to, them to work through the various stages of uh, successful job search using all the various tools and understanding of the job search process. As a stress management coach, however, and that's the topic for this week, stress, I've learned about the various kinds of stress and the impact that stress has on our bodies and our minds and our spirits over a period of time. And what I'd like to do today is to offer some information about the different kinds of stress that we are all experiencing. And when I say we all, I mean we all, because none of us have been spared from the stress of pandemic that struck in march and threw everyone's lives off kilter and into a, a freewheeling mess of massive proportions none of us have been completely unaffected by the fact that schools closed companies closed everybody was asked to lock down and socially isolate themselves for multiple weeks and even now here we are in august with talk of going back to school and trying to figure out how to make that work, that that hasn't created more stress of a different kind because opening up can be just as stressful in a different way as shutting everything down was. So today, instead of talking about stress management strategies or techniques, I'd like to offer a little bit of education, if you will, about the types of stress that you may experience and that we may all be experiencing today, all all of us together. First of all, there are three types of stress that you may or may not be familiar with. The first, the one that we most often associate with a stress reaction is acute stress. Acute stress occurs when something has happened that creates a change, a change in our routine, the change in our lives. An example of acute stress would be what happened back in March when all of a sudden everything started to shut down and we were told to stay home. That, That created an acute stress. We didn't know exactly what was happening. We didn't know exactly how long any of it would last. Suddenly, millions of people were told, don't go to work unless you're an essential worker, stay home. And especially if you're over a certain age or if you have certain health conditions, you're at risk more than anybody else, so stay home. And that created an episode of what I would refer to as acute stress, a sudden, swift, unexpected change in our routine our change in our expectations. Now, the pandemic is just one example of an acute stressor. We've all experienced acute stress. If you've ever been in a car accident, whether it was one that caused a lot of of damage or, or, or injuries. I've been in a couple of car accidents in my life. I've thankfully never been hurt in any of them more serious than a you know a bump on the head but that doesn't mean that it didn't create an acute stress because all of a sudden I was without a car for a while and I didn't know when I was going to be able to get my car fixed or how how it was all going to play out and what what if anything I was going to have to pay both times the accident wasn't my fault but In one case, the other driver didn't have insurance and yada, yada. It was was stressful. That kind of event is stressful. Another kind of event is when you get a bad diagnosis. You go to the doctor, you think maybe something's off, something's not quite right, and suddenly it comes back, the test results show you're diabetic or you've now been officially diagnosed with hypertension or they found a heart murmur, or you have cancer. Those can, those events can snap things into an acute stress reaction. Everything was one way, one minute, and now all of a sudden, the next minute, everything's changed. That's an acute stress uh, event. And those are just a couple of examples. Death of a family member, especially if it's unexpected, that's acute. I've shared maybe, I know I've shared in other forums, maybe I haven't shared here, but maybe I have. My father died in an accident many years ago. That was certainly an acute stress event because he was literally here one day and literally gone the next. So we all experience those kinds of events, they're acute they change things quickly and sometimes quite drastically. But in general, between these events that occur in our lives, we have some time to recover. The event occurs, we're stressed, but then we have some time. To get used to the change, like it, we don't have to like it, but we get used to it. We, we become accustomed to the, re, the new reality of what it is that we have to deal with. We, d- we make decisions about chemo or not, if it's a cancer diagnosis or insulin or not, if you're a diabetic or blood pressure medicine or not, if you're ex- exemplifying symptoms of hypertension. You make decisions dealing with this new reality that you're dealing with. And over time, you become accustomed to the new situation and it becomes your new normal. And you feel less stressed about it as you get accustomed to it. So those are examples of acute stress and the kinds of events that can create an acute stress reaction. Episodic stress is when you experience a series of stress events in a short period of time and you perhaps don't have the time you need to recover in between. So let's say, for example, you're in a car accident, you're not hurt horribly but it's still a disruption and you know, you're know you're suddenly experiencing all this adrenaline rush because you've had this car accident. And then maybe a few weeks later, you go back into the doctor for just a follow-up checkup and the doctor says, oh, we found something of concern during the course of our lab work from your accident and we need to talk about you have elevated blood sugar, or we've detected a cysts or a tumor somewhere, boom, now you're dealing with the accident, and a few weeks later, a a medical diagnosis, both acute, occurring within a short period of time, you've just barely recovered, or maybe haven't recovered yet from the inconvenience of the car accident, and now you're getting this bad medical news and then maybe within a couple of months you get more bad news maybe a favorite uncle or aunt passes away or another family member boom 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 you're you're suddenly dealing with one acute event after another over a condensed period of time that creates different Effects that are the result of episodic stress events as opposed to simply one acute event. And then there's the chronic. Chronic stress is the result of a long, ongoing, unrelenting situ- situation that there is perhaps no recourse, no, no solution for. It just is what it, it is, what it is. Ongoing long term unrelenting poverty, for example, people who are homeless are in this category: chronic stress always you know never never knowing where their next meal it will come from, not knowing where they will sleep that night, ongoing chronic stress from poverty that is no fix for no no seeming solution for the pain of an ongoing long-term illness it's another example of chronic stress the the stressor the create the event creating the chronic stress no no solution no no fix nothing is going to fix the problem it's just simply experiencing the long-term unrelenting pain of the situation. So those are the three kinds of stress, acute, episodic, and chronic. And the trouble with this pandemic accompanied by the economic uncertainty, accompanied by the social unrest, and Even as I speak today on August, I'm speaking on August 24th. This episode will drop on Thursday, 26th, 27th, 27th. The problem is that they've all occurred practically back to back. And even as I speak, we've got two, not one, but two major storms barreling in on the Gulf of the United States around uh, Texas and Louisiana and we have fires going by the dozens out in California burning up thousands of acres of California land. So we've got fires, we've got hurricanes, we've got pandemic, you know we've got a little bit of getting back to quote unquote normal because some states have opened up more than others and some activities have been proved to be less dangerous than others. And so people are beginning to get used to the new normal. But now here we are headed into the school year and teachers and parents and students are experiencing stress about whether or not to go back to school in person. Or do you stay home and continue to try to do the best you can with remote education? And depending on where you live in the country, the messages that you're getting may differ from one part of the country to the other about what's safe and what isn't safe for you to do. So all of that is by way of saying none of us since March. None of us have been al- allowed to escape the effects of the pandemic, the economic unrest, the social unrest. And in some parts of the country, we've got people being evacuated because of fires in other parts of the country, people being evacuated by storms. And oh, by the way, I didn't even mention yet that we have an election coming up. And in some of the articles I've read today, as many as 83% of Americans have communicated that they are worried for the future of the country. So they're stressed out about the state of the country, the state of our politics, what will happen with the election And that's probably true on either side of the aisle. People are stressed out about how the election will go. Now, there are some things we can do to mitigate some of this stress. Certainly, the only thing to do, well, not the only thing, one of the things you can do is if you're worried about the future of the country, you can plan to vote. If you have a candidate you want to work for that you believe in, you can volunteer do what you can for that candidate or for that party do what you can and then the things that you don't have any control over you're going to have to try to let go because holding on to it and stressing over it isn't going to make it any better Whether it's acute, chronic, or episodic, it's not going to get better if you don't do what you can do to address it. Now, I've mentioned in the past some strategies. Don't forget to breathe. Breathing is the simplest thing you can do when you feel that you are stressed and spinning out of control with spiraling thoughts of, horrible things happening, whether it's to yourself or to family member or to the country, when you start to spiral out of control with the stress and anxiety, simply stopping and taking a deep breath, in fact, a series of deep breaths, that can help in that moment. Practicing some sort of mindfulness or meditation practice. That can help. Staying hydrated and eating for nutrition and avoiding alcohol. Those can all help. So understand that stress is a fact of life. It is a fact of life. I've said in my workshops, the only people in the world, on the planet, who are not stressed... And this, is, this was from before the pandemic. The only people not stressed are those who've already died and are buried somewhere or have been cremated. At least I hope there's no stress where they are. The rest of us, if we're living a human experience, we're going to experience stress. But it does not have to become a sentence, a life sentence that we can't figure out how to take care of ourselves even in times of stress and perhaps if nothing else it is a good reminder that we are all in this together we're human beings we are experiencing these events differently but we're still all being impacted by the pandemic by the economic unrest by the social unrest by the changes in our climate and the political unrest as well. Control what you can, take care of your body physically, mentally, emotionally to the extent that you have control over those events and let go of the rest. At the end of the day, if you have trouble letting go on your own, find someone to talk to. You may need to su- to just talk it out with somebody. It can be a friend. It can be a therapist. It can be a family counselor. Whoever you need to talk to, talk about it. Get it out in the open. Share it with someone who will be empathetic and who will be a good listener and who will help you to put things in perspective because that's really what we need at the end of the day, proper perspective. No generation has ever gotten through their individual and collective lives without facing some calamity. This happens to be ours. So let's make the best of it, do what we can and know that at some point we will have moved through this period and into a new period with new challenges because they never go away. Put it in perspective. That's it for today. Have a wonderful week. Stay safe. Stay well. I'll see you next week. So there you have it an episode of Teachers in Transition. I hope you enjoyed the information and I hope you'll plan to come back. Please subscribe to Teachers in Transition so that you can be alerted of future episodes. And let me know if you have any questions or topics that you would like me to specifically cover in a future episode. I'm more than happy to help with individual questions as well. So email me at Kitty Boytnot at BoytnotCoaching.com. If you are interested in finding a new career or just enjoying your life more, this is the place to start. I'm Kitty Boytnot, and this is Teachers in Transition.